All right, this lovely puppy is on. Good morning, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, God's Holy Word. I'm your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan. Today is episode 86. <coughs> Excuse me. And we're going to read from Genesis chapter 3. We're going to start there and just see where the Lord takes us on this because this is very much God's inspired holy word, which is his holy word, all of his Bible. I love it. So again, I'm reading from the Leadership Bible. It is the NIV version, the New International Version. Really good edition, one of my favorites. So again, I'm reading from Genesis chapter 3. And before I start, let me get another drink of water because my throat is dry. Hold on just a moment. The air is still a little dry here in Oklahoma. Okay, so moving on. So we're going to take a look at Genesis chapter 3. So things are going to get interesting here. So again, this is episode 86. Let's move right along. So it says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say, You must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some of it and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. What I find very interesting there, I'm going to bookmark that so I know where to start back up. What's very interesting is that, you know, being that I was raised in a Wrath of God Church of Christ cult, um, and I kind of laugh about now, I used to not be able to laugh about, but now I can laugh about because it's kind of funny. <laughs> so it's just like, I can't believe I was raised in that, especially in the United States. But anyway, um, here's the thing. You know, in Churches of Christ, they very much love to blame everything on women. Oh, Eve was Eve is the reason why there was the fall of mankind. Women are stupid, and this is why they shame and blame women so much. Well, what's interesting is that Eve was not alone when this happened. Her husband was standing right there, and he did nothing to guard her and protect her. So both Adam and Eve were, were subject, I'm trying to think of the right way to describe this, Basically, both Adam and Eve had the responsibility to do what's right, but both of them chose not to do what's right. Adam did not protect his wife, and Eve stupidly listened to the serpent. Let's go back to the beginning here. It says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. Here's the thing. Why is she talking to this creep? You know, let me put it this way. Are there any bad people or irritating people in your life? Let's say, for example, you're on YouTube and you're watching all these videos and you're getting really upset, and then someone responds to your comment and it just irritates you. It's like, why are you giving these people the time of day? So here's the thing. You know, Eve was very much aware that she was created in the image of God. So why is she giving the devil any say-so in her life? Like, why why talk to him? Here's the thing. The moment she responded to the devil in a conversation, she opened a door to the enemy. And it became a foothold to her and to her husband. Okay? So then she's actually listening to the devil. She's having a conversation with him. Why didn't she just get a sickle and cut off his head? Why didn't she just, you know, you know, behead the serpent and be like, get out of here. We don't want you here. I'm not going to listen to you. 
Also, Adam could have done the same thing. He could have said, stop talking to my wife and get the bleep out of this garden. But he didn't do that. And here's the thing. Both Adam and Eve had the authority to do so. Because God made them vicars of the planet. People may not realize this, but technically Adam and Eve were the first vicars. They were the first human priest on this planet. And I say human priest because Jesus is our vicar. He is our priest. You know, like whenever you hear the, the, the phrase vicar of Christ, that means to be Christ-like. All of us, whether man or woman, you know, when you give your life to Christ, we are the vicars of Christ. Because we are supposed to be basically examples of the gospel. Because we are supposed to be living, breathing examples of God's holy word. So, anyway, getting back to this stupid serpent, he, he talks to, to Eve. And he says, you will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Here's the thing. Technically, Adam and Eve were already like God because they were made in the image of God. And technically, they already knew good from evil because they knew not to do wrong. They knew not to do wrong. So, you know, it's kind of like whenever you, whenever you talk about kids and when you say, well, when do they know right from wrong? Well, technically, around age six or seven, technically age seven is considered the age of reason because that's when children really typically have a clear understanding of right and wrong. Because technically those first seven years of a child's life are, are what are called, I believe it's called the formation years of a child. Technically the formation years are the, I would say the first 13, 18 years of a child's life, but those real important years is from when they're born to age seven because that determines basically their character. But here's the thing, Adam and Eve, they were not born infants, they were born adults. They, they, they were created as adults. So they already had the, the age of reason, and they were far beyond that. And they knew not to eat from the tree that could kill them. So that tells me they knew right from wrong. And God instructed them so. Goes on to say, when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, so she's got some pride and arrogance there, she took some and ate it. So she's like, hey, I want to be smart. I think I'll eat this. I want wisdom. You know what's interesting? She already was smart. She already had wisdom. And here's, here's another thing. You know, Adam and Eve, they had fellowship, direct fellowship with God, okay? Because they had not been kicked out of the garden yet. So if they wanted anything, all they had to do was ask God. But she didn't do it. So it goes on to say she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. So... What I find interesting is that women have been treated really bad for a long time by mankind, not by God. You know, I can speak from experience on this, from being raised in a cult and then converting to a cult. I mean, I've said this before. There was one video I saw. It was a Catholic priest. I don't know what he was on. He was probably in his 30s or 40s, but he just came across as a misogynistic pig and a woman hater. He has some issues. I mean, probably because he can't get married and he can't have sex. But anyway, so here's the thing. He is so against women that he doesn't think women should even be lectors in the Catholic Church. He doesn't think they should really do anything. It's like, well, you know, I guess he hasn't read the Old Testament. I guess he hasn't read the New Testament. Because in the Old Testament, 
There were women that were prophets. There were women that were judges. Has he forgotten Miriam, the, the prophetess? Has he forgotten, I think her name was Deborah? She was a judge over all Israel. Women were lawyers and judges ordained by God going back to biblical times. So this whole women shouldn't go to school, which is typically what happens in, in the Middle East right now. It's been going on a long time. Women shouldn't go to school. Little girls should stay at home. They should always, you know, cover from head to toe. And they, they, they can't go out unless they have a male escort or a male relative. And it's like, wow. You know, even in the Egyptian empire, women owned places of business. Even pagans respected women more than, than Muslim countries these days. So that's kind of interesting there. So what's interesting is that I find it very odd when, when a religion that claims to be Christian and claims to read God's holy word is completely ignoring the purpose, the point, and the importance of women and the equality they have to men. You know, just because we have equality to men, that doesn't mean that we are exactly the same because we're not. You know, it's kind of like how, I'm trying to think how to describe this. Okay, so I am 39 years old. And let's say, for example, I'm working at a company and I'm working with people that are in their 50s or 60s. <coughs> Excuse me. So here's the thing. We all know, we may not always agree with it, but we all know that anyone over the age of 55 is protected by federal law, so they cannot be fired. I disagree with that because I think your workers' rights extend from the Constitution of the United States, so technically we are all protected. So you don't need additional laws because what happened with that federal law is now it makes it very difficult for employers to fire people that actually need to be fired. Like maybe they're causing problems in the company or maybe it's just not working out anymore. So now it's very difficult sometimes to fire people over the age of 55. But here's the thing. Even though I'm 39 and you know, I've worked with people that are in their 50s and 60s, you know, we are equals We're equals in God's eyes. But just think about what our society did, what mankind thought of to do. Oh, let's have a federal law that makes it even more difficult to fire somebody. So basically, the, the federal government's solution to age discrimination was to make it so that you can't fire someone over the age of 55. Well, here's the thing. I know from personal experience There are some people, when they turn 55 and they're working for a company, they know they can do whatever they want and not get fired. Like, it takes a lot to fire someone that is within a certain age bracket because it's almost like a labor union. So, you know, here's the thing. We didn't need that additional law because that additional law created chaos in the workplace. That's typically what mankind does, and that's typically what big government does. It makes things worse. So, needs to say, we were already equals in the eyes of God and in the and in the eyes of our laws here in the United States because our equality stems from the Constitution of the United States. And the reason why there is equality there is because we are one nation under God. And I talk about some of this in my other podcast. Um, and my other podcast is called The Endurance of Labor Laws. If you want to check that out, it's really good as well. So, needs to say... When you do things God's way, it's always better. The problem comes into play whenever someone says, hey, 
let's not consult God. Let's just do what we think is right. And guess what? Now we have quite a few laws on the books in the United States that they're not biblical. They're not holy. And they've caused a lot of problems in the private sector. So needless to say, you need to do things God's way. And what I find very interesting is that, you know, there's some people that where they're like, oh, well, you know, we, we want to protect these groups because they need to be protected. I'm like, well, you know, are you just practicing false humility? Because here's the thing. Whenever you select or pick a group to protect like that, and you're using federal law to do so, I'm trying to think the best way to describe this. Sometimes that creates nepotism and favoritism. And that's not holy. Because it, it creates inequality. And the federal government is very notorious for this. And you know, let me say this. Pretty much any government on the face of this earth that creates favoritism has this problem. Because favoritism always raises up one group and suppresses another. That's what happened with that law. So needless to say, you know, as much as I love working with all walks of life, you know, it, it can be very difficult working with people that are older because they know they're untouchable. And it causes a lot of problems in companies. And I think that's very unfortunate because you know, here's the thing. What I still want to ask some of these people that, you know, are older and, and act like they're untouchable, I'm like, do you really think God's impressed with your behavior? And, you know, do you think your behavior is holy? You know, do you think that by being a mean manager and because of your age, you can't be fired? Like, do you think you have permission to be a jerk to people? Like, it's just like, you got to be kidding me. So needless to say, I find it very interesting that sometimes people, they claim to be Christian, but then they look to federal government so that way they can have entitlement. Entitlements are not Christian and they're not holy. So we're not supposed to participate in that because God created us, you know, within the realm of equality. He created them male and female. It's mankind that suppressed women. It's not God. You know, God just gave us different responsibilities, you know, just because of the way he made us. Obviously, women give birth. Men do not. And if you think that transgenders can... um, that's that's not right. Only women can give birth. So if someone's living a, I think what they call a alternative lifestyle, and they get pregnant, that means they're still a woman. They're not a man. They're not even transgender. They're a woman. They are a woman. So, because in order to give birth or in order to get pregnant, you have to have ovaries, eggs, fallopian tubes, a uterus, and all this stuff, right? You have to, you have to have all the plumbing. So if you have the plumbing, you're a woman. If you don't have the plumbing to give birth, you know, more than likely you're a man unless you are unless you are a hermaphrodite, which is very rare, very rare. Uh, but even uh, but even then on hermaphrodites, side note, typically they have one genitalia that's way more developed than the other. So whatever is more developed when they're born, that's what they're supposed to be because that's the hormone that's going to kick on and produce a whole lot more than the other whenever they hit puberty. So it's not fluid, it's definitive. But I will go ahead and stop there for today. Um, but as usual, till next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy, and whole, that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. God bless and bye-bye.
words I speak So it's only left to ask It's changed to quite a task From the smallest depths Waves transform the earth Thank you.